0: rolling wild. Hi, I'm Alejandra, and I'm a voice actor. Welcome to Rolling Wild, a voiceover about voiceover. In this podcast series, a young professional voice actor, that's me, talks all things VO, and takes the opportunity to pick the brains of some pretty cool people. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rolling Wild. I hope you enjoyed my awesome interview with David H. Lawrence, the 17th. So much to unpack there. If you haven't listened, please go check it out. This episode, I am back with another audio essay. It's just going to be me, and we are talking about what professionalism looks like in VO. Thank you so much for tuning in every episode. You guys have been total rock stars. You've been so generous with your time. And I hope that this has been valuable and informative for you. And if nothing else, fun. I have a super fun episode coming up for you on April 29th, so hang tight for the teaser at the end of this episode. I also wanted to take this opportunity to open the channel up to you guys. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the show and think would benefit the rest of the Rolling Wild fam, please feel free to share it on Twitter with the hashtag, hashtag RollingWildQS. I shared this recently on Twitter, but there you go. Hashtag rolling wild QS. My handle is at Ale Reynoso. The O's are zeros. Sorry about that, guys. My name was taken. What can I say? So it's Ale, A-L-E, Reynoso, R-E-Y-N-0-S-0. Okay, today we are talking about what professional looks like in VO. And the importance as an actor of what I like to call auditioning forward. There are no wasted days, no wasted auditions. So, being professional is all about maintaining that professional reputation by putting in the work, the effort, and the good positive energy. It's about being consistent, efficient, and reliable. You cannot over stress the importance of being a reliable person someone people can go to and you know they'll get the job done and they'll do it well recently this Neil Gaiman quote was shared with me and I think it is worthwhile sharing it here on this particular episode he talks about the three categories that make people employable or reliable and one is being good two is being punctual And three is having a positive attitude or positive vibe. And he says at any given time, you need two of those. And people are willing to kind of overlook the third category if you really come through on two. Can't be one. It's awesome if it's all three, but you need at least two. If it's on time and it's good, people might give you some slack if you're a jerk. I still don't think that's the way to go. If you're good and you have a great attitude... Maybe people don't care so much if you're not super punctual, and if you're punctual and you have a great attitude, maybe they'll make some allowances for you not being as great. But I want you to be great at all three, so anything you can control, you control. Be on time, meaning be early. Have a great positive attitude and work well with others, and and focus on your craft. I do want to focus real quick on working well with others, especially in this industry, because It is an incredibly collaborative industry. The entertainment industry is all about bringing a diverse group of individuals with varied skill sets and different thought processes together to create one great cohesive final product. So it's incredibly important to be able to work well with others and take into account those other unique voices. Well, not losing yours, of course, but all of the people involved, like your voice director or your producer or your fellow actor... Honestly, honestly, they are just as invested in getting that final product right as you are. Well, just as invested as I hope you are. And you should be. It can be so easy to fall into a trap of feeling offended when someone maybe corrects you, or or even inadequate. If you haven't listened to episode 103, Imposter Syndrome, I recommend that you give that a listen later on. And if you have, you know exactly what I mean. But you can feel shaken. And when you feel you haven't gotten it quite right, or when someone doesn't agree with your interpretation of something, you get to the point where you start second-guessing, and that can cause you some kind of performance paralysis at some points. But, no, please no, and this affects everyone, it affects me, that everyone is after the same thing. And ultimately, they're on your side. They chose to put you on their team, and they're invested in you succeeding. Because if you succeed they succeed too. They don't want you to fail. And they're not trying to trap you. They just want you to be the best. Because it allows them to be and to give their best too. And if they want you to succeed, then why don't you let them help you do it, if they're willing? Life is hard enough without us being our own worst enemies. And hey, I'm just as guilty of that as anyone is. But as a striving actor, not struggling actor... If you haven't caught the David H. Lawrence episode two-parter yet, go check that out. It's a great and important way to reframe things for ourselves. But as an actor in VO, you spend so much time working alone, auditioning. So when you finally get that moment that you've been after, you don't always remember how to function as a member of a team. And that's not necessarily your fault. I get it. And whether you wish it was the case or not... You are on your own so much of the time that you get a little you-centric, and you feel like no one else is going through what you're going through or struggling with what you're struggling with, and it can be a kind of scary and lonely thing. It's me and my and my performance, my career, my dream, my struggle, and it is your career. It is your dream, and yes, it can be a struggle. And I'm going to quote David here for a moment or a day or a year. But I also hope that you take into account what else David said in our last episode. If all you know is that rule set of struggle, then that's exactly what life is going to keep giving you. But it's important. It is so important to recognize that collaboration and the beauty of it and the joy of working with other artists and the reality that not everything revolves around us. Ugh. I know. And just like we have a dynamic and storied set of circumstances that we carry around with us through the world and into our work, so do all of the other people on your team. So be a team player. Leave ego at the door and get the job done, knowing that that team needs you, that team picked you, and they need you to hit that homer. They don't want you to fail. So, Instead of seeing barriers and judges and failure, and I know it's not your fault, that's the way our brains are wired, it behooves you to reframe and refocus and see those obstacles as the challenges that are helping you learn and grow in your craft as a person. I recently started reading this book, The Talent Code, by Daniel Coyle, and I'd love to talk about it more in an upcoming episode I have planned that focuses on being a growth mindset actor. But he talks about the formation of myelin, which is that gray matter in your brain that wraps around neurons and insulates them and basically gives you more broadband so that you can fire these impulses efficiently. And basically, the moral of the story is that myelin builds skill. But the only way you can do that, the best way you can do that, is to make mistakes and to struggle through mistakes and have those obstacles come in to operate at the edge of your ability and keep pushing And not let those things stifle you or stop you. So I will talk about that more later. But getting back on topic, I want you to see allies in your colleagues. And I want you to see people who want the same thing that you do. Sure, not everyone is rooting for you. But that team that hired you to put you on their project, they want and they need you to succeed. So see those less than perfect moments that we have every day and see those obstacles as the valuable stories, the valuable impulses that will get you to tomorrow and the day after and whenever it's needed. That'll keep you moving forward and maybe help you help another colleague in the future. Pay it forward. Be a growth-focused actor. Be an absolute joy to work with and collaborate with and be better every time you step in that booth. You're not going to be perfect day one. There are a rare few geniuses among us who maybe have that experience, but they are few and far between. The rest of us just have to work at it, so you're not going to be perfect day one. But if you pay attention starting day one and actively get after it, you will be better every time. Now that I've harped on mindset and attitude enough, I want to touch on some practical, logistical points that feed into professionalism in VO. These are the time-tested qualities that get you those professional points. Really, in any industry, it's not specific to VO, but they are very important. So they are punctuality, reliability, and efficiency. Be early. On time is early. If your call is at 9, well, then it's actually at 45. Be available and enthusiastic when that job comes a call in. You've been waiting for it forever, so be ready. Be friendly. Be a joy to work with. But get in that booth and do your job. Do it well and do it efficiently. There are a lot of schedules that were arranged and worked around to get you and however many other actors and directors and producers and studio execs and assistants and writers and engineers and animators and clients. You get the picture. All counting on you to get in there and do what they need in the finite and expensive studio time they have. So be known for being that person that gets in there and gets the job done. And most important, from the moment you get into that home studio... Remember that nothing you ever do as an actor is a waste or a throwaway. Unless you treat it like it is. For every audition you don't book, and there are going to be quite a few. That's just the way it is. But for every audition you don't book, I want you to consider this. Someone is still listening to that audition. An agent, a casting director, a voice director, maybe a studio exec or a client... Someone is on the other side of that submission, listening to you. And if you don't book, even if you aren't the right person for this particular job, maybe you are for the next project this listener is working on. And they'll remember you. If you do your job. If you give your best performance. If you don't, well, you basically just kiss that goodbye. And if that's not motivating enough to you, which I think it is, just think... If that was you on the other side, listening to hundreds and hundreds of auditions, wouldn't you want the actor to value your time enough to give you their best performance? Nothing is a waste, unless you treat it like it is. Your reputation starts with that disembodied audition, and for every audition and submission thereafter, you are building brick by brick your reputation in that person's mind. And the thing about reputations is it takes a lot of work to build them up but it takes very little to tear it down. You are constantly building your professional perception out there in the wider world of employment, the wider pool of employment. And if you're still auditioning, if your agent trusts your talents and your professionality enough to keep sending you out on auditions and to keep upholding their own professional reputation, if a casting director who you might not have booked with yet is still bringing you in, be grateful and continue to give your best you every time. Because one day, your project will come through, and those people will know that you can deliver. If you have the talent, first and foremost, the great professional reputation, and the best practices to back it all up, you'll book that job. And granted, it's still a numbers game. You just have to get out there and get after it and keep going. In the first episode, we talked about the 1 in 200. So just keep chugging along through that 200 and building that professional reputation and improving on your craft and improving those best practices. And eventually, you'll find your project. In an upcoming episode, I'll also be talking about those best practices that I just mentioned that help a session run smoothly, from what you eat before an audition and maybe during to what you wear. It makes a difference. But to wrap this episode up, I want to leave you with another VO term. I hope you've been enjoying them. Um, At the outset of this short episode, I said we'd be discussing the importance of what I think of as auditioning forward. And while that's more of a personally coined phrase, I'd like to make that our term of the day. So indulge me. So auditioning forward means that no audition is ever a waste or a throwaway because every audition is about the next audition. It's about showing the person on the other side of that mp3 file that you are worth bringing back for future projects and future auditions. And while an audition is always inherently about that particular project, it is also about every audition thereafter that you're earning a shot at. So live in the here and now, be dynamic and fabulous, but always think forward. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Rolling Wild with me, Alejandro Enoso. You guys are the best. I can't believe the reception this has been getting. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much for sticking it out with me. And now get excited, because next time on Rolling Wild... Coming up next on Rolling Wild, it's me, Sam Dietz. I'll see you on the next one. We'll call that episode 106...